you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And T minus for the listeners, 60 hours until we know who killed Aaron on Mayor of Easttown. This is not a Mayor of Easttown podcast. We're going to talk about this on Patreon next week. You you haven't gotten in, into a show like this since i don't know but you're a big mayor stan you're standing all over the place with this show everyone's standing for mayor because i didn't watch the undoing I and i so. didn't watch a lot of these other everyone's i don't standing for mayor. like no everyone actually. is literally it's a everyone show of the year east, everyone in east town is like mayor get the fuck out of here and she's like sorry <laughs> bye mayor's Mare's definitely going to die. Here's my prediction. Putting it on the no, record now. Don't. This is not a spoiler. Okay. This is not a spoiler. Okay. This isn't okay, about okay. the killer. Because I'm actually not caught up. I'm too behind in Mare. My main prediction that you know, I'm just putting it on the record, is that the only reason, the only reason Guy Pierce is in this fucking show is because this show is going to end with Guy Pierce writing a true crime novel in the vein of In Cold Blood, and it's called, you guessed it, Mare of Mare East of Town. East Town. Which is why this show had that insane name in the first place that we so love to, you know, lovingly rib. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Mare's of them. Mare's of them. <laughs> also, this is our call-in show, and I'm not going to play This Is Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. I'm not going to play any of these, because I still, but I would like to have the discussion. We got a lot of calls and tweets saying that we were wrong and maybe even offensive to call Gene Smart a who. I'm standing my ground thing, I think, though. Right? I mean, I'm still, still, sh- I'm still experiencing shame from my Leona, Leona Lewis flub. So, <laughs> you know, the people really came for me and Talk my about public image love. will never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that Gene Smart, by the very nature of her acting niche remains a who though especially I think the way that because Jean she hasn't smart, had a hit like this in a long time i also think that the way that gene smart is being cast is by people who think she's a who <laughs> you know she's sexy one minute she's frumpy the next she's funny one minute she's like she's a character very actress. very tense and thrilling the next yes could yes. gene smart transition into themdom in this year's time sure we never doubted it but uh-uh 
as of Hacks and Mare, I can't believe Jean Smart is on two iconic HBO shows at the same time and she's playing like very <laughs> different roles. I'm sorry, but that is just, and you can't even, you can't even following create up that Following up another of, iconic show. She, she was iconic what? in Watchmen. She's HBO's oh, like she's secret sauce. she's HBO's ringer. I know. It's like HBO Max starring Jean Smart. HBO Max should be literally putting Gene Smart on like every piece of promotional material. Uh huh. We say that She's secret sauce is ketchup, mayonnaise, and a little bit of relish, but really, it's just Gene Smart. <laughs> That's it. It's just Gene Smart. Let's play some calls because we've done too much banter. But I liked having like I wanted a topic to get the blood boiling, you know, like the yeah, blood and flowing. Yeah, you won't shut up about mare. So is your blood well, I'll, boiling? I'll now? shut up after Sunday. I'll I'll shut up after Sunday. I don't once think you will actually. I don't think once you we will. know that. Once we know that. Uh, that Phoebe Bridges herself did the killing. Okay, first call. First call. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I just had to pause the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. You guys are the first people I'm talking to this morning. Um, <clears throat> about uh, Christine Quinn giving birth, because you guys were like, oh, the 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 sea rose or whatever. But truly, on May 20th, the Scientific American article said that the world's largest iceberg breaks off in Antarctica. See what it says. An enormous iceberg, a little bigger than the state of Rhode Island, has broken off of Antarctica. The finger-shaped chunk of ice, which is roughly 105 miles long and 15 miles wide, was spotted by satellites as it calves on the western side of Antarctica's Rhone ice shelf. So, basically, Christine Quinn is responsible for this. There's no other explanation. Okay, love you. <laughs> we knew it. We knew she had the impact. The the dates don't exactly line up. I will say that I looked into like when the when the iceberg actually broke off. It predated the birth, but it stands to reason the ice knew. The ice felt something. It's like whenever a, whenever you go up to a pregnant person and you say you're glowing. In Christine's case, you're emitting the sort of wave that breaks off chunks of ice from previously like large sheets of ice. The iceberg was like, I'm out. <laughs> Like broke off. <laughs> God, we were talking about this yesterday, and the thing about Christine Quinn, which I kind what of is put the thing about Christine Quinn, text, is that I would call her one of the most uh, important and um, fascinating and uh, captivating reality stars of this generation of this particular reality era, despite the fact. That her role on the show is pretty one note, pretty boring. She doesn't do the most bombastic stuff, but the persona outside, I think that's the thing that she's mastered. She's she's mastered how to keep our attention in other channels. And it, and she's so specific in the way that she is. Like no one else is really like her. But I think what you mean is her aesthetic is like gaudy and opulent, and like that is a rare you know, aesthetic in terms of celebrity. Like we have all these influencers who have aesthetics that involve like California vibes and like, you know, kind of the most, the more typical overblown photo of a, of a bean salad or whatever, but like relatable. This woman is not relatable. She is out here being like, give me a giraffe, like for my baby shower, give me a tiger (laughs) for my, you know, coffee date. Like she is just not, she's just not on your level and she never will be, you know? Mm-hmm. She also is very, she's very the West Coast answer to Queen of Versailles, like sort of, she's from Dallas, which is a big city, but still like goes from the middle of the country to the big city on the coast and like makes the city, you know, her playground, like successfully lives this particular <laughs> type of like, dream that does she's exist. It's like her saying like, 
LA is my playground. Like that is like, <laughs> what you're trying to. Like I think she's said that before. I mean, God. To talk I'm about- Christine, and LA is my playground. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she said that, but like it sounds like she might. You know. Also, we're not talking about Christine Quinn, the politician, by the way. We're talking about Christine Quinn, the sometimes, real estate broker from the Oppenheim Group in Los Angeles. Sometimes it takes us a while to say who she is. So I think every time people do think we're talking about Christine Quinn or they just don't know who we're talking about, she's on the reality show <laughs> Selling Sunset. She's a real estate agent, but like she's so much more, you know? The last thing I'll say about Christine Quinn today, but not the last thing I'll say about her in my lifetime, because I do talk about her every day of my life, is that. Um, recently I was Googling Christine Quinn and I saw it said birth, it said birthplace, Dallas, Texas, education, the Juilliard school. And I was like, so I (laughs) looked into this and I was like, did Christine Quinn attend? Like, are we talking about the politician Christine Quinn? Cause if so, that would also be weird. Like who attended Juilliard and did she actually attend Juilliard? And I found, did she actually graduate? And I found this, which is really funny. Again, this does not explain anything, but it is exactly the type of answer you will get about someone like Christine Quinn. Number seven on the 10 things to know about her. She studied at Juilliard. Christine's desire to work in the entertainment industry certainly isn't anything new. She attended the infamous Juilliard School in New York City. However, it's unclear when she attended or whether or not she graduated. (laughs) Which is perfect. What? Everything about Christine Quinn needs to be up in the air, except the ice, which is floating on top of the ocean. <laughs> so, oh my God. Oh my God. Um, next call. Hello. Uh, so I paused the pod to do a Google image search of Mamie and Grace Gummer to see how indistinguishable they really are. And the answer is they are. <laughs> They're indistinguishable. But one of the results uh, was an article on how to tell the Gummers apart. Written in 2013 on Vulture.com by none other than Lindsay Weber. <laughs> how soon we forget. Uh, good form, Bellzorn. Crunch, crunch. Bye bye. It just, what's really pathetic is it, obviously, I have a terrible memory, but like, what it really shows is that history repeats itself. And like, I'm just on a cycle, baby. Like, I'm just like cycling around the same sun. Like, I'm just me and Don Gummer just doing circles, laps, just coming back to the same points again and again and again and again. 2013 was eight that years ago. That predates Ricky and the Flash. <laughs> I can't insane. believe that. And what's funny is that the article is very good service journalism, yes. But the problem with the Gummers is that even whenever you explain it so well um, and quite succinctly, like I I feel like I get it really quickly. The moment I scroll past to like the leave a comment page, I've forgotten everything about it. You know, like clearly the moment I wrote it on paper, I forgot everything about it. Literally put it down to paper, got it published and then said, who, you know, and I don't even address the third Gummer. (laughs) Not very good service journalism, I think. The model. The model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Louisa. Louisa. And I'm Louisa. Next call. I'm Brigitte. You um, didn't tell me how old you are, Louisa. I'm Brigitte. She's Louisa. She's 13 years old, and you're smart. I'm 10. And I think your dress is the ugliest one I ever saw. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. I guess I am your Janae Iko Big Sean correspondent because this is my second time, at least second time calling about them. Um, and you played one of them. <laughs> but I had to pause the pod you guys were talking about, uh, Big Sean's open door. Um, and you 
mentioned that he's dating Janae Eichel, but you keep talking about he's super zen, and that's why. She had a huge, she apparently has had a huge influence on him, um, because that's what she's all about. She's all about being zen. She does the um, sound bowls and and crystals, and he mentioned about, like, I'm so sure that she had an influence on all these crystals and the copper rings he has all over his house. And another thing you guys said that, um, you're surprised that they didn't become, like, they didn't elevate each other's status by being together because they're such a big, um, you know, they're both big names. I think they're both them. The thing is, so do you remember they had, they had a, when they first started dating, they made a band together, a group together called the 88. So that's the who here. The 88 is the who. So them separately, them. Are, they're them. The 88, their group together is a who. Because it didn't go anywhere. But the reason I think that they didn't elevate each other is because, like, when I called last time and I told you guys, there were all these allegations of cheating, um, that he cheated on her with Nicole Scherzinger. And prior to that, Janae Iko lived in his comment section of his photos. Like, she was, like, always, like, posting about him, always commenting, always, like, and they were, like, a, a big-name couple. And then after that, and they broke up for a little bit, and they got back together, it's been silence. Um, and sometimes they'll post each other randomly, but I kind of think that they just didn't like uh, the public being in there and, like, having opinions about their relationship and doing all this. And so, yeah, that's 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 what I think happened. Or maybe, you know, she's doing the Khloe Kardashian thing where she was embarrassed, he embarrassed her, and so now – She's staying with him, but she's just going to try to not post about it and, and not admit to it. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, Big Sean and Janae Aiko are both them. The 88 is a who. And Tim Tebalesian, crunch, crunch. Not to counter the callers, Janae Aiko and Big Sean's expertise, but I think the but. caller's talking about 2088. The album, the, I think they called themselves 2088, not the 88. But oh. still, the point still stands. Wow. They're both them. You're going to correct and the Big expert Sh- caller that called in? Well, and- because I knew about that album. I was like, wait, I knew the album was called 2088. Did they call themselves the 88? This caller is the is the correspondent, the correspondent we need. But also, this is probably the last time we're going to talk about either of these people because as the correspondent has Why? declared, they're them. So we're done. Are they them? So the caller I mean, I guess yeah, we did just them. talk about Kate Winslet, who is a them. So, mm. Yeah. I mean, you never know who we'll talk about. We're unpredictable. But yeah, she you I like that the caller we'll an episode. I like that the caller was like their vibe, like his vibe is clearly her vibe, like clearly she has an impact on him because I know when they first got together it was like kind of like are they together? Are they not? Maybe da da da, but now it's like they are mm-hmm. together. Look at his aesthetic. He has ripped it straight from Janaiko's rule book. So Thank you caller. You're such a good correspondent. I love our niche correspondence. Next call. Lindsay, Bobby, there seems to be a fourth man added to the Taika Rita Tessa Thruple. Who is this man? He was there that same day. I'm so overwhelmed and confused. Please help me. Okay, Crunch Crunch, Tim Tebow lesbian, good form, Bella Thorne. <laughs> Who was this man? This, this um, caller, it's very obviously... A Australian twin named Zach Stenmark. Of course, it's someone named Zach Stenmark, an Australian twin. 
Was he? I cannot um, believe she was making out with an Australian twin. What was his? Uh, was his twin there too? Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. The only person people... we saw Tessa Thompson smooching in the street was the twin Zach, not the but other how do you, twin. How do you know it was Zach and not the other one if they're twins? Because that's what Daily Mail said. I trust Daily Mail. Okay, but how did they know which twin it was? One of the twins probably called them. Hey, it's twin. It's a twin. This is a Stenmark twin, and I was smooching Tessa Thompson. The people also spotted him. He was like in the photo, like watching them canoodle. Like he was sitting to the side, like watching that mm-hmm. happen. Now to a beautiful example of how when one door closes, another can open. Identical twins Zach and Jordan Stenmark missed out on their dream of being AFL football stars. But as Bradley discovered, they're now strutting the catwalk as international models. That's your brother. That's her brother, yeah. The 20-year-olds have been doing a lot of impressing lately and undressing for the likes of Calvin Klein and Tom Ford. I've been to countries that I never thought I'd, mm. or parts of countries I never thought I'd get to go to. They only took up modelling after missing out on playing AFL with the GWS Giants. I guess they're opposite worlds as such, you know, from being the tough sort of grunt of footy to the, you know, chic, yeah. um, you know, clean, like, perfection of, you know, fashion. She could have been, she could have been smooching Zach or Gordon, Jordan. Yeah, I think they're fraternal twins. So there's like, obviously differences. They're not identical. But um, what I appreciate, and I think what says a lot about Tessa Thompson's character is not only is she a troll, a them troll, but she realized that the first set of pics that went viral, the ones where she's like triple kissing Rita and Taika, they left this <laughs> guy of. out. And she was like, you know what? I want to give this guy his due. He was there too. I'm also smooching him. I want to give him some press. So she did a favor. I see that as a favor. I see that as God, Tessa Thomas troll. being incredibly she's generous. Trolling. I wouldn't have known about these people if not for Tessa And these Thompson. photos were not like far away. Like the other ones, these were up close. Like they were just waiting outside for them to Oh, they were the like, house. Tessa, give us a smooch. Tessa. <laughs> Give us a smooch. Yes. First of all, Daily Mail using the word smooch in a headline is really killing me. Tessa Thompson emerges from her Sydney home after kissing Aussie model Zach Stenmark dot 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 following her three-way smooch with Rita Orr and We say smooch as a gap. Well, I mean, I say it because I think it's hilarious, but I didn't realize that they mm, were also word. saying smooch. Three-way smooch. Yeah, I saw this story and I think this was The Guardian or the Sydney Morning Herald. It was a Sydney newspaper and it said, in bed with the Stenmark twins, Australian models, Jordan and Zach. And it says, Australian models, Jordan and Zach Stenmark chat about their early days in the industry, being banned from watching Zoolander and convincing people they really do have distinct personalities. And I'm like, well, now it's (laughs) going to be easier because one of you smooches Tessa Thompson and the other one doesn't. That's how we can tell them apart. I still don't believe that either that they that the Dilly Mill is sure which one of them smooched Tessa Thompson. I'm I don't think sorry, Tessa is either. they look so much alike. <laughs> the lead of this story, the Stenmark twins are on a mission to improve your sleep against the Stenmark brothers who have become household names both in Australia and abroad. I'm like, excuse and me, abroad. citation needed. I need some receipts for this because I've Babe, never heard of these I'm people in sorry. my life. Give me a receipt that anyone knows who these people are abroad. Sorry. <laughs> as someone who counts as abroad, I am abroad and abroad. I don't know who these Stenmark twins are. They are not a household name. They're not being said in my household. And I say a lot of names in my household, you know? And these are none of them. Now I've got you sharing a mic. As twins, that's just your life, isn't it? You're used to it a little bit? Look, it is. I mean, sharing is caring, but I will always take what I can get from him because <laughs> that's the part of the battle of being a twin. Oh, as long as we don't have to share a suit, I'm happy. Oh, there yeah, you me go. Me too. I wouldn't be surprised if Tessa Thompson just called this guy straight up twin. <laughs> nice to meet you, twin. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had a great weekend, twin. <laughs> Why would she My do Uber's that? here, twin. She doesn't need to know. They have to spread out the press on this movie. You know, they're going to be in Australia for a while now. They're know, letting it drip, drip, drip out. It's already so overwhelming. I'm already like, what will we get next week? What will happen next week? This is only the beginning. What's going to happen next? Hello. Long time, long time. Um, Anna Kendrick is on a Roku original show called Dummy, which I am not going to click on. It's on my screen. Uh, so my question is, in 2021, with a Roku original show, is Anna Kendrick a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. This is a who or them. We're doing a who or them early. I, I, but I think. Well, let's let's see. This, this is rude to. This is rude to Anna a little bit, if only because why Anna Kendrick is on a Roku original show is because, as you know, the streamer who we were obsessed with like last year are the never-meant-for-this-world streaming service Quibi, the apple in the Katzenberg's eye, the 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 the, the doomed-from-the-start short-form short streamer that assumed everybody was going to be watching uh, videos on their phones, crashed and burned, and sold all of their inventory to, guess who, not none other than the Jonathan, what's his name, Mean Girls guy, the Mean Girl guy network, the Mean Girl guy New Year's network, Roku. What's his name, Jonathan? Who are you talking? Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> he hosted New Year's on Roku. Oh, Jonathan Bennett. Jonathan Bennett. Is that yes, his yes, name? Yes. Hello, Times Square. We're almost two hours away from the new year, and I gotta say, after a wild year like 2020, I got very confused. I dragged it out. Quibi sort purpose. of puts me in a in a spiral. Yes. So Roku bought all of Quibi's content. So now you're going to see all this weird content that looks really prestige rolled out on Roku, which is going to be hilarious. And it already is hilarious. Is Anna Kendrick a who or a them? She's a them. She's a them. Do you agree? Dummy, however, is a who. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to hear you say it. It's just funny to me that Anna Kendrick has the lead HBO Max show that everyone forgets about, Love Life, and had a quibby flop that got sold to Roku. It just shows how things are really uh, not, you can't really predict over here what's going on. You can't define people by their streaming services, you know? She's also in some Netflix movie where she's in space, and I've never taken the time to actually click on the thumbnail of her in space smiling because I just like can't get over the idea I watch of- that. It's For called some reason, Stowaway. Anna, it's right? called Stowaway. I just yeah. uh, SpaceX just launched four people um, up into up into space. Did you, yeah. after filming this, uh, did you have any more of a desire to go to space or less? Um, I started with a zero desire and came away with even less. Yeah, you, there's no money in the world. I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I would rather be like in a vat full of scorpions, covered in boils. I, there, no. No, yeah. the very idea of like floating around in space and being like trapped in a metal tube with strangers. No. The point is there's something about that particular type of bubbly energy that doesn't work in space. Like you want your space person to be like morose and a little thoughtful, like <laughs> Anna Kendrick in space. I feel like space would just reject her. They'd be like, mm, space is full. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Kendrick. Space is full. You can't come in. This is not for I could, you. I don't, it doesn't work. I could work. see her on a like, on a rocket ship holding up like a packet of like freeze dried ice cream being like, well, what's this? Like, this is crazy. Like we're <laughs> supposed to eat this, you know, like in a very, you know, like 
Who wants no, dessert? She would, she would like you know? it. She would tell the astronauts how much she likes space food, and they'd be like, please, for the love of God, shut the fuck up. Like you have, who else do you have in this show? Daniel in this movie. Daniel Day Kim and Tony Collette. Both of those people, perfect for space. I think that they are perfect space actors. Anna Kendrick, not a good space actor. I didn't actor. know that space actor was a genre. You just made it up, I think. Who else is not good for people space? People that we've people we've already talked about. How about this? Kat Dennings doesn't make sense in space. What do you if mean? If Kat Dennings were in space, I wouldn't believe it. Okay, who else? Christine Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> who have we talked about? Kate Winslet, great in space. Kate Winslet would be so good in space. Okay, well, Kate I Winslet think she would be so great in space. space. Janae Aiko and Big Sean, they would be great in space. Would they? No, Kate. That's the whole thing. Kate Winslet never went to space. It never happened. But in a movie, did she, she go wanted to, space? to go to space. Well, she's filming Avatar. Yeah, she's about to be in space. Technically, that's in space. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting new category of actor you've created: space and not space. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, when you know, you know. There are certain okay. characters that make sense in space. Certain okay. ones that don't. Listen to this. I'm on the Wikipedia for Dummy, the TV series that is now on Roku in the Roku City. The Roku City is also. A oh my god, I love um, the Roku City. When the city is going by and you see the planes with their and they're pulling the banners and it says like Dummy, starring Anna Kendrick, and you're like, what? And then it says like, watch this local football game, and then it says like, you know, uh, music and lyrics, Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore, and you're like, what? It's just the most random offerings, and that's what I love about Roku, you know. I love that you're a Roku household. Um, well, it's like, I don't want to watch Roku content. I just have the Roku TV. So it's not my fault that I have to go through yes. Roku to get to my HBO Max, my beloved mare, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mare! Okay. On the external link section of the dummy Wikipedia, it says, yeah. okay, official website, dummy, the INDB link. And it says, it was nominated which for is an such Emmy? a portrait of April, tw- April 2020. Unfortunately, yes, I did know that. She got nominated for like short form actor or something. I think those are the ones that they don't put on the air, by the way. Short form actor (laughs) is so rude. It just makes it sound like a short actor. Okay. And most actors are short. Okay, listen, we're really on it. We're in a kooky little zany mood today, aren't we? Okay. And also our our call's a little batty, so we have a little bit of a timing issue as well. It's really... Yeah, I feel extra caffeinated. I feel extra caffeinated even though I'm not. Okay, listen. Okay. The other two links on the external links are such a like time warp to April 2020. Link one, first episode of Dummy in landscape mode on YouTube. <laughs> first episode of Dummy in portrait mode on YouTube. I'm sorry. I was like, ooh, the, which one will I click? It gives you the option to watch it in landscape or portrait. I do, oh, because and Lindsay, I neither just, of the I, links work anymore. Okay. But like, because I Quibi realized, let you flip it. Well, I thought in my mind, doesn't YouTube let you just turn the phone and then it'll put it in another thing? But then I realized yes. you, like shot them in landscape and shot them in portrait. God, what's going to happen to the Quibi um, technology that let them do that? Just die? Just going to die? They're, we'll never they've already them. taken that to Mordor. Like that's that's <laughs> long. That has been in the lava underneath Mordor for like oh at least God. a couple of months. That is gone. No one needs that technology. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. So I'm looking for a new car, and I went to Honda's website just to look at Honda's and noticed that they are doing a promotion right now with her, ladies and gentlemen, her. uh, The Civic Tour presents her. You can win a virtual meet and greet with her. Enter the Honda Civic Tour sweepstakes, and you can win a chance for a new Honda and a virtual meet and greet with her this is the hooiest thing i've ever seen i don't understand why they're working with her i mean more power to her 
It's great. I'm very confused. Just thought you would enjoy learning that you can get a chance to meet her and get a new Civic. Uh, Tom Hanks for Crunch Crunch. Do you know what this reminds me of? What? Um, this is like, this is the, I, this, I finally understand her is totally playing the long game. This has yes. reminded me of the Business Insider story from yesterday that was like SoCal pop phenom Olivia Rodrigo's home congressional district could be reshaped in post-2020 census reappointment, where <laughs> the the politics writer uh, Grace Panetta at Insider just uses like famous people in the headlines to like uh, hack the SEO. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Her has the best name. Like ever, she has everything going for her, for her. You can't help but say her name all the time, all the time. Who is she? She is her. I just can't get over. You can, win a meet, you can win a meet and greet with her, and it's like who? It's like her. It's literally the who's on first of our modern era. It's just me. Is like her. It's the who's on who? First her. Year. Yeah. It is. It's why Adele saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, her is so funny." It continues to be so funny. It's such a like base level like language joke. It's this so will funny. always be funny. Who's on first will always be funny. Ladies and gentlemen, her will always be funny. Honda Civic presents her will always be funny. I'm honored to join some of the biggest artists in the music industry and in bringing my unique perspective to the stage for the tour's 20th anniversary. Said her. Like I can't stop <laughs> laughing at this. Said <laughs> like, her. Said her. Who? Her. She said it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, her. <laughs> Well, Costello, it's time for you to buy a Honda Civic. Look, Abbott, if I'm buying a car from Honda, I need to know all the details. Well, there's going to be a big show. I'll tell you the names of the performers, but you know it seems to me they give these sponsored performers nowadays very peculiar names. Like funny names? Strange names. Pet names. Like Halsey. Well, let's see. Who's performing at the 20th anniversary Honda Civic Tour? Her! And you don't know her name? Of course I do. Who goes on first? Her. But what's her name? Her. The girl in first. Her. The first performer. Her. The girl playing. Her is on first. I'm asking you who's on first. That's the girl's name. That's the who's name? Yes, her's a who. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's it. That's who? Yes, that's her. <laughs> oh my god, that was rough. <laughs> Y'all need a medal no, for listening gonna, to that. I'm Let me gonna, tell you something. Gonna, no, that was You need to put so like a bloopy, bloopy, like vaudeville sound in the background. Oh That's my goodness. so good. Hey, it's her, and I'm announcing this year's Honda Civic Tour is going virtual. And guess what? I'm headlining. So I'm excited to take you on a musical trip like you've never seen before. And along the way, you can actually enter for a chance to win some super cool prizes, like a virtual meet and greet with me or the grand prize, an all new Honda Civic, which we'll be seeing a lot more of on show day. So be sure to go to Live Nation's Twitch channel on April 28th, starting at 5 p.m. Pacific. I can't wait to see you there. It was like 70 something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under out the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's time, it's linen season, honey. Oh. Oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy 
some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. We've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me goes a long that's way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep. Some That's are for true. relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com code WHO cbdistillery.com Hi Lindsay Bobby, this is Beth Um, Larsa Pippen Malik Beasley and Montana Yao So Larsa said that Malik cried too much and was cheap, but Montana called Larsa a thirsty bullet doll. Um, please discuss because I'm looking for this. Thank you. Um, tits out, Cassia Pia, Leanne Cuisine. Okay. How is this still we thought happening? We, were, we thought we were done with Larsa. Larsa's not done with us. This actually. This woman will never be done with me, I feel like. <laughs> okay. This is truly just an extension of what happened last year when we talked about Larsa Pippen last, when she was spotted, you know, gallivanting around the world, I think Miami, with Malik Beasley. And then his wife was like, uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. His wife, Montana Yao, was like, excuse me, you're holding hands with Larsa Pippen in Miami, and what's happening? We have a kid together. What's going on? Right? That was the old drama. You don't really need a huge refresher beyond that. I'm just saying you need to know that as a primer. The reason this current drama is happening is because Malik, it's because of Mother's Day, essentially. Malik posted this really uh, borderline sweet, but I think really earnest 
actual apology on his Instagram to um, Montana for the way he behaved. And he said, uh, he posted a photo of him and their kid together. Um, what is their kid's name? Their kid is, um, their kid's name is uh, Makai. Photo of them all together, and it says, I want to say I'm sorry for putting you in the situation you were put in in the last few months. My head wasn't where it was supposed to be. I was looking for more when it was right here the whole time. I'm telling the world and you, there's nobody like you for me. For the record, I was the one who ended my last relationship off the fact that there is no one like you. Again, he's talking to Montana. Also, for the record, I want to do my own-ish because I just left you guys, and I definitely ain't the type to set up pictures in the mall and ish. Again, those are the ones with him and Larsa walking around. He says it's childish. He's like, I just want forgiveness. Forgive me for hurting my family the way I did. At the end of the day, I'm a lover boy and I miss holding y'all and loving y'all. I love you much. I love you, my Kai. My family over thing. Okay. So it's sweet. It's it's truly heartfelt. Like this guy, he typed this out with his thumbs and his heart. You know, like it's full of misspellings. You can tell it's really raw, whatever. Montana writes on her Instagram stories, essentially, thank you for posting this. Like, I appreciate you apologizing publicly. Like, that takes some courage. That takes, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of Mm -hmm. strength that you didn't Mm -hmm. have a few months ago, right? Good. Thank you. Let's move on. We're his parents. Let's Let's try to co-parent, whatever. We're both parents, right. Exactly. Let's move on. Exactly. But also, in a follow-up Instagram story, she gets mad at Larsa Pippen for not honoring, quote, girl code. She Ayy. says, I couldn't find the original thing, but I found someone aggregating this. Apparently she said, Larsa Pippen wouldn't know girl code if it slapped her in the face. And it's <laughs> and she accused her of calling paparazzi every single day and every single man I while that. she was with Malik. Okay? I believe that. Then she writes uh, Larsa this. Larsa Pippen has the paparazzi on speed dial for sure. Oh my God. It's her number. It's her emergency contact. If you found Literally. Larsa Pippen in the street and you push the emergency <laughs> number, like TMZ would answer. TMZ and would you'd be like, shuffle. oh. <laughs> okay. And it says... This quote, though, kills me. You need clout that bad at your age? Like, I'll be damned if I'm walking around behaving like that in 23 years, which is such a flex, like such a subtle way of calling out the age difference. All those fillers in surgery can't fix that insecure soul. Oh, Go work God. on yourself. Read a book. Something oh. to better your oh. life while you still have the time. Oh, my God. Read it a is bo- like Calling her old and telling her to read a book. If it were most situations, you'd be like, that's ageist. That's rude, right? But in this particular situation, like, Larsa kind of threw this woman's life for a loop, right? Kind of ruined her life in a way. So I I, I mean, obviously, he has responsibility, too. He has responsibility, too, though. So clearly, it's, like, not just responsibility on Larsa. But clearly, she brought the attention to this thing. Like, he was doing something pretty illicit. And she was like, I'm calling the paparazzi. Like, I'm making sure that this is, Mm -hmm. like, out there ASAP as soon as it happens. I just think it's fun. I mean, I just think it's so down and dirty to be like, read a book. Read a book. (laughs) While you still have the time. Read a book. Before Read a book, you, you die old from asshole, old age. essentially. Yeah, literally, I know. <laughs> you old asshole, be more literate, okay? And also, it's important to note that Montana's posts are very simple. They're white text on black background. Then Lars is like, you know what? I need more attention. I'm writing white text on like a <laughs> rainbow, purple-blue background because this needs more eyes on it. And she says... Like, uh, that's not actually what happened. She's like, I could go back and forth about this all day, but woman to woman, I would never do that. I need to clear up uh-huh. some misinformation. And then she gives three bullet points. Here's the uh-huh. truth about Malik. One, 
When I thought about him and how he treated your child, he's not the type of man I want around mine. Any man who would deny his child and then leave the mother penniless is not a real man. Okay, Wait, they can agree on that, right? Wait, but she left her for you. Wait, but she left her for you. Exactly. Exactly. She doesn't seem to grasp that. She literally doesn't seem to grasp that. Yeah. And then she shows number two, which is like so unnecessary. He cried entirely too much, <laughs> which if anything makes me feel bad for him. I'm like, he feels bad for leaving his wife because he got horny, right? And then he goes, he's cheap. But then again, you never saw. It's just so funny how he left his wife for her. And then she said, I would never date a man who left his wife for me. <laughs> like, what? It's like, you are. What? Also, he cried. Like the, also, the number mental three, hoops he's that cheap. she's jumping through. Number <laughs> three, he's cheap. cheap. But then again, you know, you then again, you never saw any alimony, so you already know that. It's like so cruel. But here's the kicker. This is why Larsa Pippen, uh, you know, I would call her. She has all the makings of a Christine Quinn type reality star. She just never had the chance because Real Housewives of Miami like was a flop. Remember, wasn't that the one that wasn't quite a real show? They like yeah, shoehorned sure. it into the Real Housewives franchise. Whatever. Yeah. So she hasn't quite gotten her reality show that has made her a huge TV star, but I feel like she could if she wanted to, but she doesn't mm-hmm. want to. Why? Because she has an OnlyFans. That's why she's promoting this. This is how it ends. At some point, she also fucked up her Kardashian connection. connection. We're not yes. sure how that happened. Yeah. But come on, the flex here, after calling after calling Malik cheap and then saying that he cried too much and then saying like, we need to talk woman to woman, she goes... Please join my OnlyFans. She goes, lastly, and please don't take this the wrong way. All my beautiful children that you reference will never have to read about how their father didn't claim them. You should be worried about the narrative you two need to create to distract yours from dealing with that reality. If you want to the truth, subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> Sending peace and blessings to you both. I cannot imagine I'd, anything I'd rather do less than... <laughs> there's, there's nothing I can't imagine I'd want to do less than joining her OnlyFans for more of this. Like, I don't want any more of this. She should be like, for this and nudes, <laughs> join my OnlyFans. Like, not from just this. <laughs> but it doesn't, even, it doesn't even have to be nudes. Like, it's this is how this is how she's teasing it. Okay, so Montana keeps going, but my favorite part, so she again breaks down her points. She follows Larsa's style guide, which is so funny, and breaks it down into one, two, three, four bullet points. But then the end is so the last one is you're trying to deflect from the embarrassment of you, lol, IDK if they're embarrassed of their dad, but you on the other hand, not so sure, sweetie. And then she ends up with this. Montana's just so much better at this than Larsa. Now shut the fuck up and go working on getting one of those OnlyFans subscriptions up. Wish you nothing but the best in your new career pursuit. Get that bread up, which is extremely like good luck booking that stage you speak of to me. And oh my I, God. I'm really, I'm really happy about this. Good luck booking that stage you speak of. This is just like so many times whenever you have these sorts of reality star feuds or like celebrity feuds. There's a sort of power imbalance here, but I feel like both of these women are working on the exact same level. You know, like yeah. both of them with the, are like both at level, you know, nine. They've got it. They are the perfect people to be sparring because neither one of them really has the upper hand. And that makes it more fun to like enjoy as like entertainment. I mean, it's also shady of Larsa to even like get into this because it's like this guy sends it, writes an apology, does not. This guy writes an apology, does not mention her at all. She says, we accept your apology, let's move on. And then Larsa's like, hey, FYI, I'm here and I also want to say something. And it's like, (laughs) no one called on you. You know, like, 
She's the kid at the back of the ha- she's the kid at the back of the class with the hand up that's holding the elbow like, to like keep the hand me, straight. Call on me, call on me, call on me. I'm waiting. Yeah, like no one called on you, so don't come here. Now you know shut what I the mean? fuck up and go work on getting those OnlyFans subscriptions up. Oh my god, yes, yes. <laughs> she is actually. Good luck booking that stage you speak of. Good so, luck booking that thank stage you, you speak of. Thank you, caller, for bringing thank this you, to Rihanna. our attention. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. First time, first time. Um, I was just on my Instagram Explore page, and I have to get the name right. Um, I saw um, Bailey Madison, B-A-I-L-E-E Madison. And then it was some fan edit. So I was like, what is she up to? Because she was singing this churchy God song. So I went to look her up, and I typed in all these different versions of Madison Bailey, Bailey Madison, and then I realized that there's the other girl called Ma- called Madison Bailey, and she's from Outer Banks. And my question for you is if Madison Bailey and Bailey Madison know each other, and who's who here? Um, that's all. Good point, Bellathorn. Thank you. Goodbye. There's a woman named Madison Bailey, and then there's another woman named Bailey Madison. That's kind of crazy. The Baileys are spelled differently, but the Madisons are spelled the same. Very confusing to the point where I'm just like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to interrogate whether or not it is actually crazy or just funny. And part of me is like, maybe it is crazy. I think it's actually crazy. I, you know, I love a first name as a last name. That's a very big thing for me. Mm -hmm. A first name, last name, Mm -hmm. first name thing. So it is funny that it's switched. It's not just like, oh, Bailey is a popular name and Madison is a popular last name. It's like these two have the switched names. So you can't even blame it on like the trends of names, you know? And they're both the exact same age, so they're getting the same types of, like, YA Exactly. They're both born in 1999. So much so that Netflix once tweeted, I'm sure they, like, this was, like, part of their content where they're, like, Bailey Madison is in A Week Away. Madison Bailey is in Outer Banks. And then they had a picture of each of them with their names above their heads. (laughs) No, like, trying to figure out the difference between these two women is very much like me asking a question in, like, my statistics class, which was the hardest class I took in college, where, like, Uh you'd ask the professor for an answer... They would respond very succinctly and easily and say, like, well, it's this. And then I'm just sitting there still dumbfounded, like, this doesn't help me. Where it's like, no, Madison Bailey right. is the one in Outer Banks, and <laughs> Bailey Madison is the one in uh, A Week Away. And it's like, and how then you're does the this woman help with me? The, you're the one with the math, like, floating around thinking about the math. And it's like, it's, it's like, no, Bailey, exactly. Madison, and then I throw Madison, my graphing Bailey. calculator against the wall. Exactly. This does not help me. I will say, Bailey Madison has been in more stuff. So when you're talking about. Well, she's about a child of star. Hooiness, She's a yes. child star. And Madison Bailey appeared kind of, quote, out of nowhere because she was in Outer Banks, which was a, which was a huge hit. And sh- that show was very, very popular. But Bailey Madison was like in like a thousand Nickelodeon and Disney shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I fell into and a hole on Bailey Madison's uh, Wikipedia because it says relatives and it said Caitlin Villasuoso. Uh-huh. is her sister and i was like oh is she nepotism is this like a family business but caitlin's number one thing is being uh in the movie from justin to kelly so i was like well never mind <laughs> she didn't get a leg up from this person at all <laughs> maybe a leg down that settles that that settles that <laughs> madison bailey's personal life though contains the iconic line she is also pansexual and is dating university of north carolina charlotte women's basketball star mariah linney <laughs> which is like <laughs> What more could you want out of a personal life section? <laughs> that rules. Okay, I was wrong. I did want to know that. And now that I know that, I'm I'm at peace. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, all the time. Um, who is Olivia Rodrigo, and why is Twitter freaking out? Mm, that's all. 
got a lot of. Uh, I already forget. We, we got talked a lot about of her. Room, by the way. Well, we did talk about her because of driver's license, which like, you know, blew up the internet. And now she has an album out, which is also blowing up the internet. It is interesting. I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised that it's sustained because whenever you have like this big single, people are looking forward to your album. And then your album, if it's good, is going to like keep that momentum going. Even if the album's not even that good, Mm -hmm. it's still like people are excited about like a young new pop star who is, has people talking about her, you know? Hey, I'm Olivia Rodrigo, and today I'm going to be walking you guys through my beauty routine. Um, This is the kind of thing that I do every day. Uh, I like to keep it pretty simple, so let's get started. Hey, I'm Olivia Rodrigo, and I'm going to play a game of song association with Elle. Hey, I'm Olivia Rodrigo, and I'm at home with 17 to answer 17 questions. Yeah, who who came out of nowhere? That's We want our pop stars to come out of nowhere, and then we lift them up, hopefully, for the rest of their careers. And that's what that's like the template that Olivia Rodrigo seems to be following. Right. Like she didn't technically come out of nowhere like she was in, you know, uh, High School Musical, the series, the show, the series, the musical, the series, Mm -hmm. the TV show. But like but in terms of for most of for a lot of the people who didn't have familiarity with her before, all of a sudden this girl being somebody that everybody's talking about, especially if you're older or younger, like you might be like, wow, this 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 album that everyone's talking about. Why is everybody talking about this like Olivia Rodrigo? in her new album and it's like it almost is the weird like indie effect where like a band kind of like has a huge indie band that's been around for a million years finally has a song and it's like oh they've been a band for a thousand years like this is just a popular song it's like when float on came out dating myself yeah (laughs) wait wait who what a friend in high school like when float on was when float modest mouse when float on was like a hit single right of course and my friend who was like a big modest mouse stand was like it's not even a good song in their like uh, you know discography i was like shut up so i feel like it's like for millennials it's like she you know it's this new thing but then if you ask somebody who's like oh she's in high school musical the musical the series maybe okay you know it's like Mm -hmm. oh she's been around (laughs) forever you know but right and the reason that there's a new positioning of her as a you know a pop star like a musician remember when you swore to god i was the only person who ever got you well screw that screw you you will never have to head the way you know that i do Exactly. And the reason she's breaking the she's breaking Twitter, as the caller said, is because she is just genuinely sort of like um, beloved by her target audience, which is people her age, which is which are Gen Z people, because they just love her music. They relate to her. She like represents a generation in this way. But the reason millennials are obsessed with her is because they are very, very hypersensitive and they're confronting their mortality and they're losing their minds. I know. And that's, that's what's happening. Everyone over the age of like 30 is like, I like Olivia Rodrigo. What does that say about me? Like, I feel so old. And it's like, it's like it oh says, my God. It says God. literally nothing about you. Yeah. <laughs> and Everyone it says, feels it like says a that mummy. she, it says that she makes, it says that she makes good music. You know, like she's, you know, I think people, I think millennials are getting distracted by the fact. And, and I understand the impulse. Young. I do. And I, that she's young. But the thing is, pop music is universal. Like, pop, the whole point of pop music is that everyone loves it. You know? Okay, that's, and pop music that's tends literally to be the whole point of young. It. I mean, ask yeah. me when I first heard Best Friend by Sophia Grace. Um, one of my favorite songs of all time. I was like, this girl's about... one girl. 
this girl's nine years old. Do I feel old? No, I just love the music. It speaks to me. Is my number one girl? Because I love Best Friends. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh, my number God, one girl? I do love Best Friends. Um, the other thing that has sort of been bothering me a little bit, if I can vent, Uh-oh. is that yeah. like the What's new construction, the meme that's like, I wish I had Olivia Rodrigo in high school. It's like we had versions of this in high school. We did. And I understand that like a singer songwriter young woman is an anomaly and that like um, we should have more sorry, of them. But like, but have you heard you th- Don't Speak by Gwen Stefani? Have you heard like exactly. Alanis they, Morissette they the entire in other genres? Of- yeah, of course. Heartbreak music is not fucking new. Like it's and like you know. very recent history is the the generation pr- immediately prior to this one is had Taylor Swift. You know, like Taylor totally. Swift's first album came out in what two thousand seven, since six something. And like yeah. I was thinking about my own, you know, adolescence when I was seventeen. Like the the music that you seek out music that makes you feel something. It's just that the music that makes you feel something may not have been on top 40 radio the way Olivia Rodrigo is right now. But I like, think it The was, music that though. made you feel something was like adult contemporary or it was yeah. punk. Maybe Avril Lavigne filled a void as well. But like, you know, I yeah. sent you that Sheryl Crow song yesterday. Like this music existed. But I think yeah. maybe Olivia Rodrigo just represents the most populist form of this music in a way well, that's it's really just, cool. It's just every generation has their that person that writes that type of music mm-hmm. and like she's that for them. But like you're right, like yeah. the relatability of like a heartbreak song, which of course Driver's License came with an iconic real life narrative that we won't forget, like that really fueled it, uh, no pun intended. But the it, now you have an entire album <laughs> that's kind of like that. You get my joke? Did you get it? it took you a second. You yes. got it. Oh, right. I got it. Okay. Oh, I okay. got it. I but now it. you have, you know, this album version <laughs> of it that's almost this like heartbreak-ish uh, album. You know, every time a pop star breaks up with their ex or whatever, we're always like, bring us the pop, br- the the heartbreak album. Like Casey Musgraves, mm-hmm. like, here we come. Like, it's not, yeah. this isn't new. Word. <laughs> this isn't new. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. uh, it's interesting. You're right. That narrative I just, is a frustrating. I just think it's a like, the only thing that bothers me about the the particular way that she broke the internet, which I feel like we already explained, is that people are saying that they did not have this when they were X years old. And I'm just like, you did. You really did. This music has this music has existed for like time immemorial. You know, like mm-hmm. it just wasn't, you know, covered it wasn't on a sour patch kids box. You know, that's all. That's the only difference. And a weekly long time, long time. Now that Olivia Rodrigo has released her album and she's really in the culture on her way to them, I'm wondering if you can rank the Olivias, which I'm pretty sure you did a long time ago, but now I feel like there's new Olivias entering the ring. So Olivia Rodrigo, Olivia Wilde, Olivia Munn, Olivia Colpo, and... um. The other Olivia who um, tried to get into college, but her mom got caught. What is her name? Um, anyway, can you rank them from who is to them? Yes. Thanks, uh, Porkin Sorkin. Bye. This is hard. Because even like... There's even so like, many. 
even like even famousbirthdays.com is not good for this because of course Olivia Rodrigo is number one but like then you don't have Olivia Jade till number five and you don't even have Olivia Wilde till number eight where's Olivia Newton-John number 13 uh Olivia Munn's number 19 Olivia Culpo's number 20 what about de Havilland not on here (laughs) no one respects Olivia de Havilland oh she's 35 she's 35 she's 35 okay I'm looking Col- at my how- Olivia Coleman's 37. The shade. I'm looking yeah. at how about this for the list that we rank. Okay. Mun, Rodrigo, Wild, Thurlby, just for fun, Palermo, Colpo, Coleman, Jade, and De Havilland. I'm gonna I'm gonna rate mine from who to them. I'm gonna go from who to them. Here we go. Thurlby. Palermo. Colpo. Jade. Coleman. Munn. Wild. Rodrigo. Davalin's number one. <laughs> You're saying Davalin is the who he is? Is that yes? Yes. Yes. That's my, that's my ranking. Final answer. Uh, What's yours? It makes you sound elderly. Okay. Uh, Thurlby. Uh, Thurlby. Culpo. No, Thurlby, 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 Culpo, Palermo, uh, Jade, uh, Coleman, no, Coleman de Havilland, then <laughs> Mun Wild, no, then Mun Rodrigo Wild. You're That's done. It. Yeah. So your top is wild. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I got to the top and I was like, where am I? There are too many. <laughs> I don't know. That was oh hard. My God. That was like impossible. Also, I started losing track of who they were. That was hard. I need like, no, truly. This was, this was like playing, this was like playing Olivia Jenga. That like, was like very I, unpleasant. Yeah. I put to Haviland on top and then the whole tower collapsed and I don't know which one's which anymore. Like, I, I don't can't believe you put Haviland like on top. Like, like what do you like? You're, it's like, you're trying to like, please a certain part of our demographic. I see what you're doing. I do. There are so many questions today. There are so many calls that have actually kind of put an immersion blender in my brain like I feel a little hurt after doing I think it's because we're I think it's because we're taping later in the day and like both of us have like our third eye open somehow we're all like hyped up versus normally I'm like half asleep and right, you're we like usually tape in the morning and we're taping right now we're taping at night which is very it rare it might be better it might be better I don't know it might be more hype hi Bobby and Lindsay calling because I'm catching up on the past two weeks episodes and I lost my shit when I heard you guys begin talking about Brendan Fraser and I've called several times asking if he's a who or them and every time my call goes unanswered but I'm hoping that since you guys um, have brought him up you can just uh resolve this mystery and let the good hooligans of the world know if Brendan Fraser of uh, the mummy and George of the jungle fame, um, if he is a who or a them, me endorse. There's like a Brendan Fraser renaissance happening right now, but it's not the like typical um, reconnaissance or whatever, like a critical 
uh, renaissance. It's a populist renaissance. Did you notice this? It's like weirdly a different type of what we normally see for an actor who like comes back in the atmosphere. And I think it's because it's like, it's a mixture of like Gen Z, like saying how much they love the mummy growing up, you know, and being like, we love Brendan Fraser and him being on like children's shows or not children's shows, but he's on like a show where he plays like a robot. Right. And it's like really cute. It's called Doom Patrol. He's on the show called Doom Patrol. I just think it's like these tweets keep going viral that are like, Brendan Fraser, like, remember how cute he was? Remember how cool he was? Like, love him. And then they'll get like a million RTs or whatever. And it's like, okay. I didn't know that you felt this so strongly mm-hmm. about Brendan Fraser, you know? But I think it's this weird, like, yeah. kind of populist, um, nostalgic vibe versus a kind of what we normally see, which is like a critical... Uh, like a, a role that gives them a critical bump or whatever, or they're respected again. We forgot they were a good actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we love a reexamination in general. Like we love to reexamine, but um, it's more fun whenever when we reexamine, they get the all clear. And Brendan was reexamined, and not only did he get the all clear, like we love his early work. So yeah, there and really there's isn't. Also- a little bit about how the Hollywood Foreign Press, Golden Globes getting canceled, they're all fucked up, and how Brendan Fraser was the one back in the day who was like, I was groped by a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press, and this is fucked up. And like that got attention, but not the attention that maybe it deserved to really dismantle this terrible voting body that has been offensive since the day they were formed, <laughs> yeah. you know? And now yeah. that we're like all on the same page about them, I think that he's kind of getting that second, oh, sorry about that. Sorry, we should have done more for you. But I think, yeah. And is he a who are them? One, two, oh, three. God. Them. Them? Yeah, like maybe I'd be yeah. on the border before, yeah. but now I'm like, and I, I guess I'm not. To see people sort of fall back in love with him in the very like super yakky way <laughs> where it's just like. Oh, like I, the store. Yeah. Like wearing right, a hat. Like, I yeah. want to wear him. I really want to stand this person as openly as possible. Like I belong to this community of people that remembers him and loves him. And this community is big, actually. Like I'm like a little overwhelmed by how them he is. It's like, oh, right. And the mummy movies are great. They are great. Mm-hmm. Well, the first mm-hmm. one is great. They are fun. They're so wow, fun. These are them. They're so fun. He's a good. He's a good movie star. He is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And never forget, we just casually thought about Blast in the Past in a recent episode. Casually, though. Where on earth are you from? Out of town, that's all he'll say. Mm-hmm. It's a very small place. People don't even know it's there. And it's called? Maybe Eve can guess. She's psychic. Is she? Mm-hmm. Since when? Since I got re-rented in Palm Springs. Well then, Miss Dionne Warwick, why don't you tell us what town he's from? Hmm. All right. Give me your hand. Okay. I'm not promising anything. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. I see snow. Lots of snow. Way up north. Are we getting hot? Yes. Okay. And I think with that, we're finished. Unfortunately, we're finished with another episode of Who's There. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for, for, for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesday. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for twice-weekly bonus episodes. And I think we'll see you on Tuesday with another episode of The Main Show. I think Bye. we will. Bye. You will. You will. You will, Jayla. Yeah. 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 They want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey.
want to be famous? Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, just calling to let you guys know that I am um, pregnant and Nick Cannon is the father. Godspeed, hello. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm on 13th Street and 5th Avenue in Manhattan, and I just passed by Patricia Clarkson walking her dog. Um, that's all. Love you. Bye. Uh, Lee Pace was in Marmaduke.